You're listening to the Sitting in Traffic Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Vesey. Come along for the ride as I drive to work and talk about fantasy football. Good morning and welcome into the podcast. I am your host, Daniel Giese, and this is the Sitting in Traffic podcast. This is our pilot episode, uh, very first podcast episode that I've ever recorded. The whole goal behind this podcast is to kind of just talk sports, uh, mainly fantasy football, um, while I'm on my ride to work. I drive about 30 minutes to work each day. Um, where I'm a school teacher, I teach PE and weight training. Um, I've been a football coach for about seven, eight years, and I just kind of got tired of listening to podcasts on my drive to work and wanted to start my own. So that's kind of the whole goal behind this podcast. Um, so I appreciate you listening along with us. You can listen to the podcast um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, and Anchor. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Sitting in Traffic Pod and on Twitter at Sit in Traffic Pod. Um, and again, my name is Daniel Giese. Um, I am your host. Today is Friday, November 5th, 2021. Um, and we're going to go ahead and recap the Thursday night football game. Uh, this was a game between the Jets and the Colts. It was a much more exciting game than I think we were all anticipating, um, which is always good when you're talking fantasy football. It means a lot of guys, um, you know, had a, had a great week, and hopefully your fantasy football teams got off to a great start. Um, I have Jonathan Taylor in a couple of leagues, so I was definitely happy with the result um, of that game. Speaking of Jonathan Taylor, he finished the game with 19 carries for 172 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he also added in two catches for 28 yards. Uh, if you haven't realized it by now, Jonathan Taylor is one of the top five backs in the league uh, in this game in a national spotlight hopefully only further cements that fact. Um, he's, in my opinion, been amazing ever since he got drafted. Um, he's a great player to have, and I think next year will definitely be probably a top three pick, um, especially with the continuing injury concerns with Saquon and McCaffrey up at the top. So Jonathan Taylor um, continues to be solid. You're starting him every week, no matter what. Uh, Carson Wentz had a nice game. Uh, 272 yards and three touchdowns Um, and so again that's exactly what you were hoping for if you started Carson Wentz on this Thursday night game against the terrible Jets defense Um, you got a nice solid week out of him Uh, he continues to be a low-end mid-range quarterback too for me Um, possible spot starter depending on the situation I'm probably still not putting him up in that QB1 tier um, because, again, it is against the Jets and it's just one week. But he's had a couple solid games here, and so I would continue to um, just look to use him in any good matchups, fill in for bye weeks. He's, he's been pretty solid lately. Naeem Hines had a great game, uh, 108 total yards and a touchdown. Uh, and so if you were bold enough to start Naeem Hines, probably as a flex play uh, or maybe an RB2 or 3, depending on your roster construction, uh, it definitely paid off. He had a nice um, touchdown run right at the beginning of the game to start things off for the Colts. Uh, And then after that, he just continued to pile on the yards as the Jets' defense showed us why they're 
one of the worst in the league. And so he had a nice game for you. I'm still probably not starting him uh, in any league. I know it was a nice game, but um, he just doesn't get enough volume, in my opinion. And in a game that's, you know, closer, he's not going to get as much work. They haven't been using him nearly as much um, in the passing game as they have in the past. Uh, And so for me, I'm still not starting him, even though he had a nice week this week. Uh, Michael Pittman was solid. Not as great as you were probably hoping against the Jets defense. Five for 64 and a touchdown. Um, You know, but it's still, it got the job done, right? He got you the touchdown if you're playing in a PPR league. Um, You know, he got you a, a nice 16, 17 point game. So you're happy with that if you started him. Um, but it wasn't as, as a monster of performance as you were probably hoping that he would have had. Um, for the Jets' side of the ball, uh, unfortunately, Mike White left the game early with a wrist injury um, after he got hit on that touchdown throw to Elijah Moore. He was off to a hot start going 7 for 11 for 95 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I was really looking forward to see what he could do. Uh, and unfortunately, he went out. Josh Johnson filled in nicely for him, though, throwing for 317 yards and three touchdowns with only one pick. Um, You're definitely not touching Josh Johnson in fantasy leagues. Uh, Robert Sala said that he believes that Mike White will be able to practice this upcoming week, and so if that's the case, Josh Johnson obviously is going to his backup role, and they added Joe Flacco. Um, And so Joe Flacco at some point um, is probably going to get into the mix, so I don't expect much from Josh Johnson going forward. Hopefully Mike White can get himself healthy uh, and get back into it because he was uh, pretty electrifying when he did play um, last week against the Bengals and then for the first couple drives that he was in um, against the Colts. Uh, Michael Carter cooled off a little bit. Um, He only got 13 carries for 49 yards, um, but he added a 37-yard catch, so that helped um, salvage his day a little bit with the uh, total yardage there. But it definitely wasn't the game you were hoping for um, after the game he had last week against the Bengals. But at the same time, it was kind of game flow. Um, The Colts jumped out to a huge lead, and the Jets were playing catch-up the rest of the way, and so they kind of had to abandon the run. Um, And so Michael Carter didn't really end up with the kind of game you were hoping for, didn't get into the end zone, um, but still had a nice nice game as far as yardage-wise goes. You're probably only playing him as a flex play anyways, uh, and so you're probably happy with the... uh, eight points he got you. Elijah Moore definitely had his best game as a pro, hauling in seven of eight targets for 84 yards and two touchdowns to lead all Jets wide receivers. He had a really nice touchdown at the beginning of the game, um, the one that Mike White threw to him on the play that he got injured, but he definitely um, is continuing to show why the Jets used a high draft pick on him, and he is uh, continuing to improve as a pro and I expect him to continue to get better. I'm not expecting two touchdowns from him every week, uh, but I think he's going to be more involved in the passing game, and there's a good chance that he leapfrogs Jamison Crowder pretty quickly here as the team's number one wide receiving option if it hasn't happened already. Uh, Moving forward, just to kind of recap everything, you obviously are starting Jonathan Taylor um, every week. You're going to start Michael Pittman every week. Carson Wentz is still a mid-range QB2 for me, um, spot starter, depending on the matchup. Um, And then Michael Carter for the Jets, you're definitely expecting him to get more touches moving forward in a game where the Jets maybe aren't going to be blown out so early. Um, But that being said, they do play the Bills next week, and so there's a very good chance that this happens again to them and they have to abandon the run. 
um, especially if Mike White's not able to play. Um, but then after the Bills, they have the Dolphins um, and the Texans, and so uh, I expect Michael Carter to continue to improve and get better um, after the Bills game. Elijah Moore is definitely coming into his own as a pro. He should be in the flex wide receiver three conversation. Um, I think for now, Jameson Crowder is still their top wide receiver. Um, but at this point, with the uncertainty of the Jets quarterback situation, um, if they do go to Joe Flacco, I don't know how he's going to perform, who he's going to favor. Um, there's also a chance Zach Wilson comes back in a few weeks. And so I really don't want to touch that situation if I don't have to. Um, in fantasy leagues, but I think Elijah Moore, Jamison Crowder um, could be, you know, flex considerations depending on, uh, you know, who's on your roster, who's injured, who's on bye week, that sort of thing. Breaking news. Some breaking news this morning. Uh, the biggest piece of news that we got is that Odell Beckham Jr. is being released by the Browns. Um, at this point, if you've been following this story, it's probably not that surprising. Um, it is surprising, however, that the Browns decided to do this only a couple days after the trade deadline has passed, as opposed to actually trading him at the trade deadline and getting some value in return for him. Uh, but instead, they have decided to part ways um, Odo Beckham will now land on waivers, um, and if he clears waivers, he is free to sign with any team of his choosing as a free agent. Um, I haven't seen any details yet about how much money a team would have to pay him if they signed him off of waivers, but my guess is that number is probably high enough that no team is going to claim him on waivers, so that way he's able to choose the team that he wants to go to. Um, a couple teams that I've seen mentioned as possible landing spots for Odell um, are the Packers, the Raiders, and the Chiefs. Um, I think ideally for Odell, um, you know, obviously he's going to want to go to a Super Bowl contender. So I think the Packers, for me, make a lot of sense. Um, he has definitely never played with a quarterback of Aaron Rodgers' caliber. Um, no offense, Eli Manning, um, but. I think that if he lands with the Packers, having Devontae Adams and Odell Beckham should go a long way to improving the passing game um, of the Packers, which is already elite because it has Aaron Rodgers. Um, but it might also go a long way towards keeping Aaron Rodgers interested in staying in Green Bay after this season. Um, and so we'll see where he lands. Um, but the breaking news this morning is that he is being released um, by the Browns. Another piece of news um, is that both DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray still are not practicing, um, which would normally concern me, um, but for two players of that caliber, I think they could go the entire week without practicing and still be able to start. Um, now, whether or not they are as effective as they normally are with those um, limitations due to their injuries, I think that that is the bigger question. Uh, and so you're gonna have some decisions to make in your lineups would be my guess if those players are game time decisions. Um, but I would have a backup plan in place just in case um, one of those two players or both of those players are out this week um, or if they are severely limited even though they're playing. Another piece of news um, is that Sam Darnold, who is in the concussion and uh, concussion protocol and also has a shoulder injury, 
um, is questionable against the Patriots. Um, Coach Matt Rule also said that he's hopeful that Christian McCaffrey can make his return this week, um, but they'll know more tomorrow. Um, he still has yet to practice in full, I believe, um, and he's still coming off of that injury, and so we'll wait to see more news on that um, as the week progresses. Um, Saquon Barkley is expected to be declared out this week. He was in the COVID protocols. Um, he actually got um, out of those this morning, but then another piece of news came out later stating that he um, isn't practicing today and is expected to be declared out. Um, and as I'll get into in a little more depth um, later in this episode, um, Devontae Booker is a must start for me this week based on the matchup and the fact that Saquon is out yet again. Another piece of news this morning is that the Titans have elevated uh, Adrian Peterson to their active roster. Um, the expectation is that this is not a weekly practice squad elevation. It's a permanent move to the active roster. Um, the report is that he's impressed them that quickly, and it's go time already for him. I expect Peterson to have more of a one first and second down role um, with Jeremy McNichols filling in. Um, as the third down back, which is kind of what he had done a little bit with Derrick Henry there. Obviously, Adrian Peterson at this point in his career is not Derrick Henry, so I'm not expecting a whole lot out of him. Um, but grab him, stash him on your bench, uh, and kind of see what he gives you these first couple weeks. Um, and maybe he'll be someone that jumps up into the flex range, RB2 range, uh, if they're going to give him enough workload. Uh, another piece of news is that Dawson Knox, um, Bill's tight end is expected to miss week nine versus the Jaguars um, so continue to leave him on your bench um, and then uh, another surprising bit of news um, and this I think is based more on the fact that um, Taysom Hill is still not fully healthy is that the Saints are expected to start quarterback Trevor Simeon on Sunday against the Falcons um, he definitely looked really good in relief um, and so I think that he is going to be a solid play. But I, other than Alvin Kamara, I'm not touching any Saints offensive players this week. Lock of the week. Lock of the week. Lock of the week. All right, lock of the week. Um, this is a segment where I take a look at some players um, who are hovering right around the 50%. Uh, starting range, uh, maybe a little bit less than that. Some guys that might be available on your waivers uh, and guys that I think are safe enough to play this week um, and should have a pretty high floor. Uh, and so we're going to take a look at um, the quarterback position first, starting with uh, Joe Burrow is my lock of the week this week at the quarterback position. Um, he's playing the Browns, who ranked 28th against quarterbacks in fantasy scoring. They gave up 50 points to Justin Herbert a few weeks ago, um, and so the Browns' defense uh, has looked better in the last couple weeks, but they weren't playing any great quarterback competition. And so I think that um, Joe Burrow has a nice bounce-back game here after the Jets' loss. Um, he's only started in 52.5% of ESPN leagues, um, but he's thrown for 20-plus fantasy points in seven of eight games this year, which you love to see that, that high-floor kind of player that's not going to bust and ruin a week for you. Um, he's thrown between two to three touchdowns every week this year. You'd obviously hope for a guy that maybe has a four-touchdown week, sometimes even a five-touchdown week, but you're definitely going to be fine if he throws for two touchdowns. Um, you're not going to get that goose egg that ruins your week where he doesn't have any touchdowns. 
Um, he's in those last couple weeks, uh, last two weeks, he's had 675 passing yards and six touchdowns with only two picks. Um, so he's definitely playing a lot better. Um, recently, the Bengals are playing at home with a 47 point over under and a team implied point total of 24 and a half points. Um, but I think they easily get over that amount. The Browns are kind of in shambles right now. Um, they just released Odell Beckham and Baker Mayfield still nursing a shoulder injury and Brown's offense has kind of been terrible to this point. So I, I honestly think that Joe Burrow has a really nice week. Obviously he's throwing to Jamar Chase, T Higgins. Um, they got Mixon and then in there as well. Um, and so I think that you can confidently start Joe Burrow this week. Uh, and so at quarterback, he is my lock of the week. At running back, um, I am starting Devontae Booker this week as my lock of the week. He's been started in only 36.6% of ESPN leagues. Um, I think that number will rise as we just got um, a report this morning that Saquon Barkley is expected to be ruled out this week, even though he just returned from the COVID protocol list. Um, Devontae Booker has been averaging almost 18 touches a game since he took over for Saquon. His yardage hasn't been huge, um, but he has three total touchdowns in those four games. And when you're searching for a flex player to just plug into your lineup, uh, maybe for an injured player or someone on bye, I'll take a player that's getting 18 touches a game all day long um, over a player who maybe has the chance for one big play that saves your week, um, but otherwise might bust. So I think Devontae Booker's got a pretty high floor um, and is safe to play uh, this week in your lineups, and he is my lock of the week. For wide receiver, uh, my lock of the week is Marquise Hollywood Brown, um, playing against the Vikings, who ranked 27th against the pass. Uh, he's only been started in 47.1% of ESPN leagues this week. He's had 34 targets and 22 catches over the last four weeks to go along with four touchdowns. Uh, this game has one of the higher over-unders of the week. Uh, at 49 and a half points with the Ravens having a team implied to point total of almost 28 points and so I think this is going to be a high scoring affair I think Lamar Jackson is going to continue to heavily involve Marquise Brown in the passing attack um, and so I don't know why he's been started so low um, in these leagues but he definitely needs to be in your lineup this week I think he's definitely a wide receiver too um, with wide receiver one upside. So Marquise Hollywood-Brown is my wide receiver lock of the week. My tight end lock of the week uh, is Zach Ertz. He is playing against the 49ers, who've actually been pretty solid against tight ends, uh, ranking 10th um, in fantasy points per game allowed. But this, this pick is more based on necessity over matchup. Um, the other guys I talked about um, were locks of the week because they had good matchups. This one is based mainly on the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is banged up. Um, he hasn't practiced all week with that calf injury. Um, I know that he got back into the game last week, and so I do expect DeAndre Hopkins to play, um, but I expect him to be very limited if he does play. Um, and also, A.J. Green has been placed on the COVID list um, after testing positive for COVID. And so he's most likely gonna miss the game, which means that Zach Ertz is probably gonna be the biggest benefactor of that. I also expect 
Christian Kirk to get some looks as well. Um, but Zach Ertz has shown um, already in his two weeks with the Cardinals that he's got good chemistry with Kyler Murray. Um, and so I definitely expect him to um, continue that. Um, he's had over 100 total yards and a touchdown in his first two games with the Cardinals. The one caveat to this lock of the week is that Kyler Murray also has not practiced this week. Um, he is nursing his uh, ankle injury. And so if Kyler Murray does not play, um, then obviously I would fade Zach Ertz a little bit. Um, but I think he still should be solid. Um, Colt McCoy has been a competent backup in the times that he has had to fill in. And so I definitely think that um, Zach Ertz should have a really nice week, um, mainly due to the fact that the Cardinals are going to have to keep up with the 49ers in what should be a pretty high-scoring game, uh, and they're going to be without some of their top wide receiver targets. So definitely keep Zach Ertz in your lineups. That's all for today. I just arrived to work. Hope you all have a great Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Hope your fantasy matchups go the way you want them to. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get all the new episodes downloaded automatically. New content should be coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for now before I expand to five days a week. Thanks for listening to the Sitting in Traffic podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Sitting in Traffic Pod and on Twitter at Sit in Traffic Pod. Listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Catch us next time while we're sitting in traffic.